Hi, it's Fiona and welcome to Diet Liberation. This podcast is for you if you are fed up of dieting or forcing yourself to be fitter and healthier in any way which doesn't make you feel great. Whether that's counting points and calories, whether it's forcing yourself to do exercise that's not really your bag, or whether you're so busy clean eating that you can't help but fall off the wagon and stuff yourself with chocolates and sweets and whatever it is. All of the above, any of the above. I'm here to offer you hope. Because I've been there, I've done it. For 30 something years, I tried all of those things in order to just look a certain way. I call mythical size X. There were times when I was so worried about the size of my thighs, the flatness of my stomach, that I just couldn't enjoy life. And after 20-something years of working as a health professional in fitness and health, a joy warrior, a female empowerment coach and a diet rebel, I am now here to share my insights and tips on how you can be fitter, healthier and happier in a more easy and joyful way that works totally for you and your lifestyle. So if you're ready to be a diet rebel, you have come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi and welcome to another episode of Diet Liberation where I talk about all things diet related even if they are seemingly unrelated. There's always a link as far as I found. And today we're going to be talking about emotional eating. And whether you're aware that you're an emotional eater or not, I'm going to share a little bit about my story and hopefully that will make you think and let's see if we can find a tip or two on what to do. Ah, yes, I already know. One of my favourites, which I'm going to share with you. Okay, first off then, how do you know if you're an emotional eater? Well, I want to rewind a little bit from even that question because apparently half the half the world are emotional beings. Well, we're all emotional beings, but what I mean by that are half the world are emotionally driven. That's probably a better way to say it. And this is according to human design. And if you haven't checked that out, then do check it out. Um, mybodygraph.co.uk is a great place to start. And it helps you understand who you are as a person and how you interact with others. So human design say that half the world are emotionally driven. So we are kind of ruled, as it were, by our emotions. And if you are one of these people, you will probably have some kind of awareness though for me it was a slow slow dawning when you were little you might have been told that you were intense that you were complicated that you were too much that you were moody um maybe stop being a crybaby or there was this maybe discussion not even discussion but maybe your caregivers, your parents or teachers or whoever had said something like that to you. There might have been an exasperation or an inability on their part to be able to handle you with this idea being that you're just ah 
too much, too much of an emotional person for them to be able to deal with. And maybe not. Maybe you are lucky enough to then have an emotionally driven person as your primary caregiver and they got you and everything was peachy. However, if you are still listening, I'm guessing it was the former that you weren't understood, that you have that sense of going, they just don't get me. Does that make sense? And then as you grew up into your teenage years, well, I know there's this idea that all teenagers are moody, but I'm not sure that they are. But if you really felt things, if you got this capacity to uh, did and still do have this capacity to to really feel maybe you cry easily, maybe you laugh easily, maybe you rage easily, and all of those feelings. And if any of that rings true, then you're probably an emotionally driven person versus the other half of the world who kind of look at us slightly askance and go, just you know, get over it. It's not no big problem. And because that messaging is out there, we can feel bad. I don't know if that's you, but that was certainly me. I sort of felt bad that how I was feeling was somehow wrong. And I wasn't aware that people felt in a different way. And so that's kind of how you might know. There's probably other ways as well, but those are the things that come up for me about how you would know that you're an emotionally driven person. The words certainly moody were applied to me as a teenager and as an adult and exasperation by others around me. So watch out for those things. (laughs) And if you find that, oh yeah, actually this, that and the other was said to me, that's how I know. I'd love to hear that from you. So please do share. So that's how you know you're emotionally driven. How do you know if you are an emotional eater? Well, once you understand that you're an emotionally driven person, how did you deal with those emotions? Because if you had a, a, and I want to say supportive, but that's not right, because our caregivers are usually always doing the best that they can, right, with what they've got. So if you had a caregiver who was emotionally driven themselves, and was in tune with their emotions and helped you have supportive and helpful and positive ways to deal with those, such as um, talking about it, such as exercising if you're feeling ragey, such as punching a cushion, really sort of healthy ways to deal with your emotions, then you probably didn't emotionally eat. And I'm kind of guessing a little bit here based on the people who I've worked with uh, and on myself and the research that I've done, that if you didn't have healthy ways to express your feelings, and there's probably going to be another episode on shame-bound parenting, which is not judgmental at all. This is all observational when I say things, and I hope you get that. But if you didn't have good strategies then probably what you ended up doing was either going away in secret and crying because a lot of a lot of those feelings of anger or frustration or disappointment or even discontent those kind of feelings can often we we just don't know how to express them and 
often crying is a way, particularly anger, because we're taught, particularly as women, it's not good to cry, um, not good to, not good to cry, not good to rage, um, you know, don't be angry, and that's not seen as ladylike, in inverted commas, in many instances, um, and if any of that resonates and you went, oh gosh, yeah, actually, I would cry easily, because that's a way of letting out emotion in a way that is socially acceptable or more socially acceptable if you went away and cried and you know hid under the bed or under the covers and cried or in the cupboard or in the car or wherever and you go away and cry somewhere that's probably a sign that you haven't learnt how to adequately express your emotions and if that's the case you may well have started then to squash down your emotions with food or alcohol there are other things as well, but those are the ones that I deal with, the, the food and the alcohol bit. So I think let's just take a pause here for a moment and think about that. And um, I know I had a very early story with bulimia and, uh, you know, stuffing lots of food down and then throwing it up because of having all of these uncomfortable feelings and not knowing what to do with them. And I didn't know that it sounds really strange, but I didn't know that they were emotions. I just knew that they were feelings and they were horrible in my body and I didn't know how to deal with them and I just wanted to get rid of them. Um, and they came across as this uncomfortable feeling in either my chest, my my gut, as it were. And, and maybe I mistook that for being hungry or felt like I could soothe it somehow with food. And I think that's certainly where my bulimia came from or part of it, where it came from was this idea that I wasn't understood, I wasn't heard, and I didn't even understand myself. So it's clever in a way, isn't it, when you think about it, when the, the body or the mind and the body go, eat food, because if nothing else, we know that food has this soothing effect. And that soothing effect, even though it's temporary, is a relief from, it's almost like um sometimes... I liken it to chronic pain in a way, having dealt with some chronic pain recently. If you want something to soothe because, oh my God, it can be so, so painful. And, you know, this is where words aren't adequate, are they? It can be painful. It can be uncomfortable. It can be feel icky, sticky, scratchy, to have those emotions so often. And seemingly out of the blue, and whether they're other people's emotions or yours, let's not even go there, but it's just throwing it out as a possibility. Yeah, soothing, that's what we want, soothing. We just want a little bit of relief from the stuff. And so if you were going through any kind of um, transitional period or difficulties, challenges, whether it's with health, whether it's with relationships, family members, those might be the times when emotions and feelings are more heightened and more more often, I want to say. Yeah, we have feelings all the time, but sometimes they're kind of, oh, okay, that's fine, aren't they? And other times they're kind of like shouting for attention, going, hey, what about me? But we, we don't know what they are. We just have got these uh, feelings and we're like oh, I want to get rid of them so hence food <laughs> I'm able to follow that 
um, because it's kind of off the cuff and out there as it's coming up. And I'm allowing that more and more rather than it being wrong to be like that or or the feeling that I have to be totally scripted. I'm, I'm out there with it and trusting that those who need to hear this are listening to it. And if that's not you, but you say, oh, gosh, you know, my friend so and so could do with listening to this because this will help her. And in sharing and speaking about it, there's a sense of, oh, gosh, that's a relief. And I feel that in my body. So I'd love to know if you're feeling that in your body, listening to me with a similar-ish story or similar enough story for you to go, oh, my God, that's me. And I know this brings up such a wave of emotion and I know that if someone had said this to me, even 10 years ago, I would have just sat on the floor and sobbed. I would have said, yeah, that's me. That is really me. And the relief at hearing it spoken and of being able to understand it a bit more is, (laughs) well, don't know the word really, is more than a relief, (laughs) is actually really satisfying, it's gratifying, it's this understanding of, of, of being understood and knowing that you're not alone and I think that is so key with all of this anti-diet stuff how not to diet stuff it's knowing that you're not alone if you're a, a more maybe neurodivergent complex highly sensitive empathic energy sensitive or any phrase any other phrase if you are feeling different to the rest of the world and you're just longing for this understanding this need to be understood to have someone else be a little bit like you I'm hoping that's that's what you get from this mainly and so um as I get ready to wrap up and I like the idea of these being really bite-sized certainly 10 or 15 minutes max I want to give you a little tip um because I don't want to just leave it there And this is one of my favourite strategies, and you may have heard it before, because it does come up. And it's um, it's called surfing the urge. And this is this really helps you understand if you are an emotional eater. And next time you reach for something, and it's usually a sugary snack or salty snack, so it's carbohydrate usually. So you know, drinking as well. When you reach for it. I want you to still reach for it, but kind of have that awareness at the back of your mind. So as you pick it up and you're about to put it in your mouth, that you can just pause for a moment and go, hmm, what's going on here? Can I identify any feelings? Is it hunger or am I mistaking it? And it's really, you know, I'll repeat the same ones that come up for me. Is it really frustration? Am I annoyed at somebody? Am I irritated am I discontent am I bored am I lonely what is going on so see if you can identify something and and for me I'm not so great at identifying but I might go god I've got this empty feeling inside or this scratchy feeling that comes up quite a bit or however you can describe it whether it's a color whether whatever it is see if you can identify it 
make a note, either phone or journal, and, and then see if you still want the thing. Because the more we can identify and understand ourselves, the more we can do something about it, which is oh, what I love doing. Not dismissing this stuff, it's wisdom coming up to be recognised, to be understood, and then we can work through it. Mm, what do you think about that? I hope it's useful. bit longer than normal, but I hope there's lots of juice in there. And do let me know, Fiona at thelifereboot.co.uk. With any questions or comments, and I will see you next time.